Hello and welcome to the Esports Review. This is episode number one. Uh, and welcome all. My name is Patrick, and this is Ben, the best beard in the business, Sizemore. And, uh, you know, this is Esports Review, where we talk about, you know, esports, video games. Sometimes it's two, sometimes it's three, sometimes it, it could even be four talking heads in one room, in one place, at one time, uh, giving, giving you a little chit-chat about, about video games, about competitive gaming, esports, and just about anything in the scene. We're going to take a nice deep dive uh, here with you today into why we watch esports. Why do we spend our time watching VODs of EULCS? Or late nights watching Super Smash Brothers Melee, um, disinterested nights watching Blade and Soul, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You can find us on esportsmaybe.com uh, at esportsmaybe on on Twitter and uh, YouTube.com/backslash/esportsmaybevids. We've got all kinds of really great news items there for you. Little nutshell news, some interviews, uh, and and a number of really great informative pieces that uh, I highly suggest to check out. Um, ben, how are you? Are you are you feeling the, the the West Virginia freeze? Oh shit! Apparently you're apparently you've been muted. Oh, that's sad. Oh well. Oh, oh oh wait. Nope. We're back. <laughs> we're back. Sorry. I'm doing great. Thank, <clears throat> I'm cold. Thank you. Thank you, Mark. Yep, thank you, Mark. Uh, I, I'm a little, a little chilly. Um, West Virginia is getting ready to get hit by a little, little blizzard, mm-hmm. and uh, me and the, me and the puppy back here over my, over my shoulder, we're, we're hunkered down. We're, we're ready to roll. That's good. That's good. Uh, so you were saying that, that like all your, your, your job called you, and they were like, hey, you know, watch, watch the fuck out. It's, it's gonna be, it's gonna be blizzarding. Yeah, they, they were sending out emails and stuff, and uh, so apparently they're shutting down a, a bunch of clinics today. Uh, really early, earlier, like four hours in the early. So hopefully, hopefully nobody surprising. gets sick today. Yeah, hopefully. And needs to get to. Everybody stay safe. No sickies. <laughs> Especially in Western Virginia, right? Yeah. Um, so that music that you guys heard earlier was was Moonstar. Uh, we got in touch with with Kevin at uh, at Public Transit Records. Um, it's one of my favorite songs from uh, from an old old tape called uh, Restaurante Mixtape by New Jabes. Um, so hot beats, um, and we've been given the go ahead to at least try to use it. Apparently, there's there's some underground samples that are in that. So maybe someday we'll we'll have to change the the music. But for now, Scarborough T, uh, Moonstar on Restaurante Mixtape by uh, kind of mixed by New Jabes. Uh, but got to give those guys some credit because, damn, just like sending an email and asking people for uh, the ability to use their, their art uh, and getting a positive response is always quite surprising. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, thank you. Uh, but today we're going to be talking a little bit about, first, you know, what is this show? What is eSports Review? Um, we're going to be a, a, an audio-focused uh, live show, you know, really, really hoping to, to bring this to a podcast audience. Uh, we are doing the video so that those of you that want to see our faces and uh, the, the different video clips that we're going to pop in here, mm. you can, but we're going to try our best to make sure that this can be an audio experience. Uh, and today, you know, Ben and I, Ben Sizemore and Patrick Ryan, are going to talk about why we watch esports, um, what, what the motivation to watch esports is. Uh, we've got a nice little clip from Thorin um, from a video that he made called Why We Watch. Uh, and then I think we're going to talk a little bit about why we're 
doing this show at all, why we're, uh, you know, impassioned about esports and, and believe that it's something that we want to be a part of and that we want to uh, help to kind of bring to other people, um, you know, the, the value of, of watching a match that uh, incredible things happen one after the other. It almost seems scripted. Uh, and, and, you know, being consistently amazed by these high points, which are not often, um, but every time they do happen, I'm, I'm always, my, my jaw is on the ground, mm-hmm. uh, whether it be with esports or traditional sports or uh, even watching my dog finally understand how to sit, which maybe that's not the same kind of comparison. <laughs> Either way, so uh, Ben, why don't we switch over to um, you know, a, little, a little picture of, of Thorino. Uh, and you know, uh, thank you to Thorin for providing video content that is super valuable. Uh, ben and I were talking about this before. I probably do a little bit of Thorin dick sucking here and there. Uh, really, the, the main reason that I like the guy so much um, is because he has knowledge outside of esports that he's able to connect back to esports. Um, he'll bring up things like reading a tennis coaching book and, and bringing back lessons from that. Um, he, he has you know, different life experiences related to work, you know, maybe you know, taking a jab at Shaq here or there, calling him, you know, calling him out on a, on a weight loss competition. Um, he's able to, to be funny and, and kind of make really great jokes that make some people uncomfortable, um, but it shows that he really knows what the fuck he's talking about. Um, and I can identify with that because I think it's probably just a sense of insecurity that you, know, you need to make sure that everybody knows who you are and what you know and, and everything else. Um, I, can, I can identify with that, certainly. Uh, ben, you, you don't like Thorne as much. <laughs> Uh, and, and you know he's he's allowed for us to kind of have this discussion fair, yeah. fairly enough, uh, but but I'd like to know from this video alone, mm-hmm. you know, not as a person, but from this video and and the um, the feelings that he's trying to pass along about why we watch esports and why we watch anything that is a sport or you know what what does esports mean for life as as a as a whole? What what did you get from the video? Uh, as you said, I don't really normally like agree with with Thorin a lot on most things that he says uh but with this video honestly i mean he hit it right on the head like i actually agree with him wholeheartedly uh i mean he, he just makes really good points about like the the certain things that happen when you're watching an event or like a certain game within an event uh, like things that almost seem scripted but like they like it everything just happens so perfectly and like you, you, you know it as soon as it happens, and like you're just like, oh my god, like that, that really, you know, like the things that have to happen for everything to click and be perfect. Uh, like he kept, he kept referring to it as like uh, the Matrix, you know, kind of like the, the, like Neo in the Matrix, and you know everything, like the code aligning and everything. And uh, no, he, he made he made a lot of sense, and uh, I think he hit it right on the head. So I mean, watch the video right if you want to get the full thing. Yeah, where yeah. I'm not going to go through and like reread uh, everything that he said but I mean here, here's the sentiment at least from from me as somebody who's watching a Thorn video and a longtime esports fan I think Ben you know Ben and I both identify with uh, video games and, and playing of game you know the, the actual game itself is art right like a, the game League of Legends the characters and the champion that's all art mm-hmm. but there, there's a, another level there's another layer of, of art here that is actually playing the game and in playing a game just like when you play any other sport, there, 99% of the time, nothing exciting happens and it is a giant waste of time. Yeah. Like, it, it's just nothing and it's shit. And, you know, you have to kind of slog through the shit in order to 
A, recognize the special moment, and B, appreciate it. So, I mean, with any sport, traditional or E or, uh, damn, like, I mean, you could, you could even be amazed by, you know, so, uh, some, somebody and how well they do their job, right? Like, I, I oftentimes get uh, this feeling of kind of like a, my neck gets all prickly and I get all excited when, when, when somebody is speaking about an idea that really resonates with me. So I think, I think this, this feeling of being excited as a human and seeing the human experience expressed through an art form is one that we're all searching for. And whether it be a really beautiful painting or watching Faker play Oriana, you know, just on a Wednesday night and like rip somebody apart because he has this incredible 15 and two game and, you know, blows your mind or you watch Mango make an amazing comeback or, um, you know, you're, you're, you're sitting there at like 4am watching, you know, Korean esports or Ben's taking the time to watch EULCS so he can make these videos. A lot of it's just shit and, and nothing, yeah. but there are these moments of incredible, incredible impact where everything aligns and, and the, the, Really, the, the like like Ben said, the code of the matrix finally gets to the point where holy shit, this this whole thing is 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 exploded into this incredible moment mm. uh, that that I'll remember forever. I mean, I I think back to as as even as a kid watching on USA Network, watching Carbon win um, the the Halo finals back in like two thousand five. Yeah. So I think I mean we're we're really we're really fortunate, Ben. I believe that we've been able to experienced this for the past 10 years and it's my hope that we are able to bring that level of excitement and interest to other people that also have the same feelings maybe they watched some starcraft and and they were blown away by um by jadong maybe they were used to be be quake fans and and you know be a huge cypher fan or unfortunately a rafa fan so like you have all these different games and people and 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 communities that are built around different scenes and all of us want the same thing. All of us are looking for that same incredible moment. And I think Thorne's been able to show from when he started in Quake all the way until now where he's, he's kind of, I would consider him an expert of Counter-Strike. Um, he, he's been able to, to bring his, his expertise across all these games because he understands what's at the core of esports. He understands that esports is, oh, yeah. is, these special, is a collection of these special moments. Um, so Ben, like, what, do, you, do you have any memories of as a as a young as a young bearded boy <laughs> uh i mean there, there's quite a few actually one of them happened last uh season uh if you guys watch the NALCS the CLG versus Team Liquid game uh Phoenix got a quadra kill under his own tower with Zier and it was one of those moments like <laughs> everything just clicked because like it, it was like one of those things where it CLG knew that they should have pulled away, but they didn't. And Phoenix recognized what they were going to be doing, and he was just in that mindset that everything was going his way, and he just knew how to capitalize on it, and everything fell into place. Like, one person stayed one second too long. Like, he hit the perfect combo on the right people. Like, it, it was one of those things where everything was just like, you know, everything clicked all at once, and then, you, like, it just happened so fast like and they kept showing it on replay and showing it on replay and every time they did you would notice something different that like was so close that made it so special and like it was it was one of those things where you're just like wow you know like that that's that's the reason we watch this stuff or like another team liquid moment when piglet was playing corky and like blind steals a baron with a random corky rocket you know like completely blind and he's just like well his game sense is like well i know that 
you know, these champions do this much damage on their team, and they've been doing Baron for this long. I know it has to be around this amount of time, and then just randomly fires. So, I mean, like, it's, it's, <laughs> he was blind. Yeah, he was completely blind. Like, it's, it's those things like that, you know. That's what you, you watch. That's why we watch these things, because we watch for these incredible moments that without seeing them live, like, you'll see them, like, recorded and stuff, and you're just like, oh, that's pretty cool. But when you, like, actually witness it happen. Because like, you can't it's, believe it's, it's happening, right? Yeah, it's, it's, it's one it's perfect just, moment so, after the next, and yeah. all these things need to line up in such a perfect way yeah. where it's like, you know, once you got that, that triple kill, you knew the quadro was coming. Yeah. You're like, oh, well... Like, I know what's going to happen next. And, like, in the back of your mind, you know. Like, you know Absolutely. that this thing is going gonna, is gonna to be perfect. And yeah. if it's not, it doesn't, it doesn't fit the moment at all. And, and 99, again, 99 to almost 100% of the time, it, it does happen where you can see it. If you've been a part of eSports for long enough and, and you've, you've watched enough games and you have good game sense, you can watch any, almost any video game and, and – up, up until the point when that amazing moment, ha moment happens, having all that context before of the 30 minutes of the game where nothing really went, went on, mm -hmm. it, it makes that moment even more special, right? Like all the yeah. shitty fucking moments make the good moment special. If, if every moment was special and everybody was, you know, like, every, if everybody was called each other great, it's like, oh, you're fucking great and you're great and you're great. Then, like, what does that mean, right? Like, what does that fucking mean? Yeah. These well, moments are special because there's so many other terrible moments. Yeah, absolutely. And that, that's another thing that, that he touched on in the video is that, like, for all these great things to happen, there have to be people that try and fail. And, like, he, he, like, appreciates the people that try and fail as much as he does the people that pull off these incredible things just because, like, it takes so... He enjoys watching... The, he said he enjoys watching them yeah. fail and try and fail, and he yeah. takes a sick, almost a sick pleasure in watching them fail, which yeah. I... If Mark's listening now, there's your, there's your thorn insight for the day. <laughs> yeah, and I mean he he's right because I mean there's so many people out there that like. And here's the the funny thing of it is I mean you could look at double lift in that role, and I'm sure that he does because I mean I'm, I know that's one of the, the examples that like he would give if he used the guy from back in Brood War, but uh, I mean you look at double lift. I mean he's been considered one of the best ADCs in the world, not just in a in the world for many many years, but he has never had a trophy. To, like to his name, like he's he's never well, done it. I mean, now like, he's got the NALCS. Yeah, he's, now he's got NALCS. <laughs> doesn't but, count for shit. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like he he never like was he was considered like they would go and compete at like these international tournaments and stuff um, back in season two, and like he would like do really well. He would do really well, and he was considered like mechanically skilled as you know like Nam A, uh, mm -hmm. who's like one of the best ADCs of all time, and Wei Zhao and people like that, and. You know, he was in that conversation, but he was constantly failing. And it's one of those things, like, you, you can't appreciate the people that are doing super well without, like, kind of, like, noticing and appreciating the people that are doing well, but failing at the same time. Like, Stalk and StarCraft is a good example of that, like, with mm -hmm. Jadong and Flash. Like, you know, yeah. in, the, in the era of gods, this guy who was really, really, really good. And would have been really, really good, like probably the best at another time in his life had he been playing before or after the, the gods of StarCraft were there. Yeah. Um, he could have been a champion, but watching that person fail time and time again is a part of, like, there, there was a quote that he said that was like, um, because when you do these things, you unlock a type of potential that does not exist within everyone. It is not just fantastic players at video games, but that's an expression where, you, where we can see it. That is the mushroom sprouting out of the mycelial network of all human potential, expressed through the vehicle of being a fucking talking ape in this world. A talking primate. 
like that i mean we're we're basically able to see all these different people that have either failed or tried and failed or succeeded and then use that as a effectively like a staircase for ourselves right like yeah. the 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 losers and the people that are along the way to greatness are just as important as the people at the top like it's yeah, all the, the the construct itself is is the thing that is amazing so after a while it goes from wow amazing moment amazing moment amazing moment to you can then appreciate all the failures as well and so that 99% of the bullshit that i was talking about all becomes really interesting because because of those 1% moments right like because of these incredible things and there's a there's a there's a there's a pyramid effectively that leads to those we're able to we're able to kind of then appreciate all of all of the losers along the way right like anybody who's been a part of the esports scene and has participated in and tried and failed their their value is super super high yeah. Um, because they've they've allowed for us to reach to the, reach to the stars, you know, mm -hmm. for all intents and purposes. Uh, anyway, yeah. so Ben, we've been inspired. We've we've got thorn boners and we've we've sucked it, <laughs> sucked them off real good. Um, what, you know, when when you're watching a video like this and you you talk to me about, you know, we we met back in the Call of Duty days. Yeah. Uh, and you know, like candidly, we met right at the beginning of Envy. We were playing with those guys and teaching them jumps just like they were teaching us jumps. Uh, and granted, you know, both of us probably weren't ever to the level of really wanting to compete, I think, at a, at a, at a professional level. No. Um, but, but being a part of esports and being a part of the community and contributing to it is something that I hold really, really close to my heart yeah. and never feel that I, I need to validate my, my interests, right? Like, mm -hmm. it's... Just because I, I'm not, I didn't make a ton of money playing video games does not mean that I don't have the same level of investment as anybody else who has done that, right? Like I, I look at some people that have been a part of Envious and a lot of them aren't around anymore. Like I was looking back to do their entire roster mm -hmm. for Call of Duty and a lot of them aren't around anymore, but they've all allowed for us to get here. Like any, anybody that's a part of eSports now, right? The, the kind of the, on, they're on the cutting room floor. Yeah. Um, when when you were doing this back in like, you know, early days of college or high school or whatever, and you were playing video games, did you ever see yourself getting to this point where video games would be something that they are like, they are talked about on the same level as as you know basketball or baseball, and they, you know, the the the, the fandom is getting to the point now where everybody does have favorite teams and they're buying jerseys and and there's there's this whole kind of groundswell of, of support for esports did you ever see that happening as, as a young man uh not as big as it's currently happening i mean like when i got into the esports scene it was around 2007 uh i mean like i watched halo 2 a little bit back when it was on usa and stuff in 2005 i knew a final boss and things like that but when i really got into it it was 2007 when halo 3 was around uh we were doing the the cod thing and everything uh mlg was booming uh, booming, quote unquote, booming. But, um, <clears throat> like, it, it, like, uh, it was big, but then it had the bust, and like, it just kind of went away, and you didn't really hear about it or anything. And I never ever thought, like, while I was like engulfed in this, because I mean, I, we did the game battles thing for you know Call of Duty, Modern Warfare Two, Modern, you know, Modern Warfare One, Black Ops One. Black Ops Two. We we did game battles. We competed with the best. We we you know we con consistently had like a top team, but never in a million years did I think that it was going to get like this big, as big as it is. Uh, and I, I kind of feel bad for saying that. It's like I I wasn't like I don't know. Uh, 
what's the word I'm looking for? Like, like, uh, like I'm not worthy of it because I didn't stick with it as, as much as I should have. I didn't have faith in it, but I mean, it's, I mean, and that's, that's super hard to do, right? <clears throat> yeah. I mean, like when you see something like, cause I mean, people still consider it the same. Like when they, they hear people like, Oh, I'm a professional gamer. They're like, Oh, so you live with your mom in the basement and you know, you're playing games. Mm-hmm. Like that's what people look at it as. It has such a stigma to it. And like, it, it it sucks that, that it's like that, but it's becoming so mainstream now, and like it's growing so much. I'm really really happy to see it happening, because uh, I mean like I'm an adult, but at the same time I like consider myself still like a kid at heart, you know. And I mean playing these video games kind of like drills into that, and like just taps into that like kid life force that I have in me. And Mm -hmm. like, it's just, it's one of those things that like, it's never going to go away. Like I'm going to enjoy playing video games until like I'm a hundred. If I live that long, I feel like it's my last, last moments of innocence and childhood was was video games. And I'm holding on to that constantly by watching or playing them. Yeah. And I mean, it's one of those things like when you grow up playing sports your entire life, uh, and then after high school, like that goes away unless you're lucky enough to get a scholarship to play, you know, sports in college. And then, I mean, after college, unless you're lucky enough to go professional at it, then, you know, that, that that sense of competition is gone from your life. And you have to find a way to fill that void. And, I mean, as corny as it sounds, like, after high school, like, when I stopped playing baseball and everything, like, Call of Duty was a way for me to, like, still compete and, like, still gain that sense of competition. And, uh, like, it's just continued the the entire way so i mean, I mean it, it's really nice to to have that and mm-hmm. i think we're very very fortunate to do that and even like if we can't compete it's very nice to be able to watch other people compete at such a high level and do that so i mean that that's that's why i watch esports is because i have a knowledge of what's happening and i enjoy video games and it's really fun to watch other people excel at those games and play at such a high level to where i'm just like wow like this, this is truly special. What's happening on on this screen right here? Like I, I can't believe what's happening. It, I I kind of relate it to, uh, like a basketball analyst, like an NBA analyst or something like that. Like uh, like your your Rick Fox or your your Kenny Smith or something like that of now. Your Charles Barkley of now, uh, watching like a LeBron James and 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 seeing people like that that are just like sitting there in awe watching people do these things or like Steph Curry, the way that he shoots the ball now. And you hear these analysts just like completely drooling over him. (laughs) Yeah. Like completely speechless. Like, Oh my God. Like I've never seen this happen ever. And I mean, that's what we do as gamers and as spectators of these games. Like if we watch Faker play Zed, you know, Mm. like it's just watching him (laughs) just juke around people and like just play just amazingly. Like just Just zero misclicks, right? Like everything is everything is pixel perfect like everything to like the click to like the millisecond of a button press like everything is completely perfect everything has to be firing like your synapses have to be firing perfectly like and to see that happen all at once i mean it's it's beautiful like there's really no other word to describe it it's beautiful it's a piece of art and yeah it is it is art right i mean that's where art is the truest expression of our human souls and when i see someone who is incredibly talented at a game playing a video game who is really really good at like that's i was talking before about the feeling of getting like prickles on the back of your neck like do you ever experience that ben do you know what i'm talking about yeah 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 absolutely like when you get excited about something when when i oh my god like went back in college when i used to watch ghost yami play halo and he one day he pulled out halo one 
and he played a pistols game against somebody, mm-hmm. and he was like a little bit drunk and just like you know not really giving a shit, and just dominated this kid yeah. to the point where the guy like got up and quit and like walked away, and he's like I can't even do anything, and like got frustrated and like didn't like the game, you know he like was upset with the game, but as a as a spectator, like my whole body was just like I was like holy fucking shit, like yeah. what just happened here, like I. Yeah. I, I, it, it's amazing to watch somebody who is who has such control and command and a game sense to to then enact their art and and be able to read a situation and know exactly what to do. Like when oh my god, like when I watch JW play CS:GO and like watch him get multiple headshots yeah. in a row, like that that description is is accurate and it, yeah. it's amazing because. You know that it's going to happen, but how the fuck is it going to ha- How does he know? He can read the Matrix code. Like, the guy is, is so tuned in that he's able to then enact art that is perceived as effortless. Like, a lot of this yeah. is... I mean, God, when you watch Faker play play Zed and you, and you watch him go up against Ryu in Season 3 or whatever that oh was, like... God. That, that that play is similar to the Azir play, where you can watch so you can watch it in replay, mm-hmm. or you could have seen it live, and you could be like, "Holy fucking shit, he just outplayed on Zed!" Like that was unreal. Yeah, yeah. and I mean, like the, those were considered the two best mid laners in Korea at the time, too. I mean, like yep. I mean, Faker being obviously the best player of the world that's like ever touched the game. You know, so, God. I mean, you know, yeah, like, he he is the god of League of Legends. So, I mean, like. And, and Ryu, who who was obviously, I mean, number two, uh, obviously number two, and they were playing a Zed mirror match, which was both their best champs. And I mean, like the the, the outplay potential for both of the like for both of those people on any champ is extremely high. And when you put those people on a champion, that the outplay potential for the champion is that high, and have them play against each other in what is like a match of gods, just fighting each other to the death. Oh. I mean, you can't it was, help but do anything, but like for me, it's smile. like all I can do. Yeah, like I'm just like smiling and kind of like, like giggling to myself, like yeah. a small child. And I think back to like you, you use Charles Barkley as an example. Like the guy played professional basketball, yet he's sitting there and commentating and watching LeBron James do an incredible dunk, or you know, watching Steph Curry make a three. Um, that that appreciation only comes from experience and age and time yeah. in in the space. And it's like it's similar to like enjoying a fine wine. Like a twenty year old something can enjoy a fine wine and not know it's a good wine and not know why. Mm-hmm. But if if you've been around the space for a while and you know what to look for and you know what to expect and you have, you know, a reasonable idea of what makes a really great wine and then you have the best wine of your life, it's gonna mean a lot more, right? So, like for the for the, for those of us, you know, you and I, we're watching esports and we're watching these, you know, 16, 17, 18, 19 year old people. You know, I'm gonna call them adults because fuck everyone else who calls them kids. Yeah. These guys are are making beautiful art, and we're able to watch it and enjoy it. They don't even know what they're doing a lot of the time. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't think Phoenix, know, like he doesn't consider what he no. did art. Yeah. And that to me is one of the biggest travesties of esports is that these people that are making this beautiful thing think that it's somehow not interconnected with the rest of life. Like when when they asked Wild Turtle back in like season three about TSM in TSM Legends, they asked him like, hey, like, you know, you know about a lot about League of Legends. Do you ever think that this could translate over to, you know, the real world? Do you think that you could ever bring this uh, bring this to a real job? And he said, no way. I only know how to play League of Legends. Like I don't know anything else. Like I'm I'm an idiot in the real world. And I I, I I think I've probably told that story before, but I'm so saddened by that because it it just it's a glimpse into what the esports athlete thinks of themselves. But then there's this whole community around them that looks at them as as effectively as an artist. Yeah. It's, I mean, it, it I don't know. It it just it seems like they're they're really missing out on an opportunity to be who they are in yeah. the, in in this space versus you know kind of look down on this thing that 
I'm spending my time watching, yeah. you know, this. I mean, and that's, that's, that's part of the thing. I mean, it's part of the stigma within the video game community because, I mean, these people are playing these games and they don't realize that, like, so many people are watching them and what they're doing and, like, are, like, just reading their Twitter and hanging on every word that these guys say and what they do and, like, how people are affected by these roster changes and things like that. But they're under the same thing that, like, they see these, like, major talking heads that are like, oh, it's, it's video games. You know, like they, they, they feel that way. They don't feel validated within it's like just video games. Yeah, They don't feel validated within like the adult space, you know, and it's kind of sad. And I mean, that, that was one of the things that like when uh, like you mentioned the, uh, the the Thorn and Shaq thing, I mean, like Shaq and Charles Barkley and them were on the desk and they were just like, I just don't get it. I don't get it. You know, and it's 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 things like that. Like people don't understand it. And like it kind of hurts the people that are doing the things. I mean, like, I mean, I'm sure that like when you see someone as famous as Shaq or Charles Barkley, who are two, like two of the greatest basketball players of all time, like uh, ever to step on the basketball court and are who are like giant public figures now with the NBA and are on TV every single night. And then you see like them talking down, to like you know th- these people playing Counter Strike and making a living playing this game, who are making a good living playing this game. Not obviously not as like <laughs> good a- in quotes under <laughs> under yeah, fifty I'd, a year. Most well, likely. I mean like <laughs> still, I mean that, no, I'm yeah, I mean that's still like better than like your you know normal pay. Oh, it's job. way better. Yeah, yeah. My, and you're playing my wife video. and I were, playing a video Julia game. and I were you're just talking about that. She's like, she's like, I work at a nonprofit. Like you know, esports people make more than I do, and I was like, yeah. damn straight. Like you know, they're. They're art. They're and like everyone does their job and they do it a great, great way. But these people are are making my life better on yeah, a, on a regular absolutely. basis. And that, that's what I, I want to is that. that people watch them to like feel better about their day. Yeah, I mean, like if I watch Double If stream, and I mean, like we, we've said it plenty of times. Everyone knows I'm a Double If fanboy. But I mean, like watching him stream and watching him have fun while he's streaming and playing and watching the stuff that he does on stream. Like that, that helps brighten my day a little bit, you know, like that, that helps me get through. Like if I watch it at work or something like that to pass the time, like that, that helps me like just get through the day a little bit because it's entertaining. It's, it's helping me. It's, it makes me laugh because he's always having a good time. And like, even when he's not having a good time, he still manages to joke about it and be like, Oh, I'm tilting, you know, like it's, it's, you know, just hearing him talk about it. it it's funny. But uh, yeah, I mean, and I, I and double lifts incredible moments, Ben. Like, think back like through his games, where like there have been incredible moments that he's had, right? Where where you've probably yeah. been amazed. Mm-hmm. What is so special about watching him on the stream? Where maybe there's no none of those incredible moments. Um, to to me, it seems as if you know you want you would want to watch him so that you're near that. You know what I mean? Like as a, as somebody who's watching a stream, you get to actually be near that potential incredibleness. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the thing that you've seen happen maybe a few times in your life in in a couple of different games. There's the guy that actually did it right there in front of you, and he's yeah. playing the game, and, and you get to interact with because him. yeah, he's talking to you. You know, I mean, like he's sitting there, he he interacts with the chat, not often, because he's you know in games and stuff like that, and it's hard to do that. Doesn't because, he call it the garbage can? Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, when when you when you sub to his channel, he says uh, you're you're no longer trash. So like, yeah, it's pretty it's pretty funny. That that makes me laugh. But I mean, that's just double lift being double lift. And uh, it's man, it's just so so crazy to watch what he does. And uh, dude, him I mean, playing Vane, him playing Vane, beautiful is 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 the way that 
he expresses himself, right? Yeah, like absolutely. It's the internal language of his soul. Yeah. And it's just crazy watching him do it. And, like, um, against TSM, when he got the pinnacle uh, at Madison Square Garden on Jinx, like, when you're watching that, you're just like, holy shit, he got a pinnacle. But then when you watch it in replay and you realize, like, everything that he did in that fight... Now, given Afromu played lights out right there, I mean, like, for the most part, Afromu was the reason he got that pinnacle. But there were so many things that the double lift had to do in order to play that correctly. Like, his flash was perfect. The, the time on his heel was perfect. His way that he was kiting in minigun form was Just perfect. Just staying perfect, perfectly his, out his of range. Per, his perfect spacing. Like, the, the pixels between, like... Just the one or two pixels between being able to auto-attack and not being able to auto-attack in minigun form. Because your range is shorter in minigun form than it is when you're in rocket form. Like, the knowledge that he displayed during that point in time to be able to do that in such a high level of play. Now, I know in a not necessarily a high level of play, but... You're still on a stage in front of a bunch of you people. You are at That's Madison true. Square Garden, okay? <laughs> that is the mecca of sports, Okay, not not just esports, sports, all sports combined. That is the mecca. I mean, that's the Knicks. That's you know, like just freaking everything. That is Bruce Springsteen. Wait, oh like, shit, that's, not sports. That's, that's everything. <laughs> I mean, like when when you hear people talk about Madison Square Garden, the respect that they have for that venue, and like it's it's a magical place. And to see him do something like that in such a big environment and do everything so perfectly. Like, that, that was art. That was art. That game was so special because it was at MSG as well. Like, yeah. That, I, I think there's a big problem with playing a playoff game in the same place that you play regular season games. Like, I think it should be more special. Absolutely. And that, they, they've done a really wonderful job of, of, of amping up the, the specialness of the moment. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I think Riot as a whole has done a really wonderful job um, mm -hmm. kind of embellishing esports a little yeah. bit. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And, like... And all the things that Riot does wrong, and they do, they do a lot of they do a lot of shit wrong. Don't we, don't we all like? I mean, at the end, of, like I know I give Riot a lot of shit, as probably the most of the internet does. But as I sat here and really tried to, I tried to think deeply about my positions, and I think about Riot Games, and I'm like, I really like their game. Like I like to play League of Legends. I like to play it regardless. I'm not going to stop playing. Mm -hmm. So if I'm not going to stop playing, why am I complaining? Hello. You know what I mean? Like if I complain hello, about hello, them. Hello. It's be, like the only way for me to be heard is to stop giving them money and stop playing their game, right? But I don't want to do that, so I can't, you know, I can't like, I can't believe in something and then not live that thing. You know what I mean? Like I can't be like, well, Riot sucks, and then continue to play League yeah. of Legends. Um, so I mean, I think they're doing something right, clearly, because they have both of us talking about and playing a game that we both really, really enjoy. Mm -hmm. What do you feel? they could do better in this area in, in making esports seem more special or like, you know, the comment that wild turtle made about like, well, you know, league of legends doesn't give me any real life skills. Like, is they, there anything that can happen? They, they try, they ha they have these player like meetings and things like that. And like, they try to teach these players how to use social media correctly. And you know, things like that, which, which is like, I mean, social media in itself, I guess. But I mean, like that's kind of a valuable lesson in life. You know what I mean? I mean, you can't just go out and, say extremely offensive things on the internet and like you know riot tells them that and like that you can't do that <laughs> <laughs> like, you, most of them i think are pretty good about that one though minus yeah. spence garen making like that 
I'm not even going to say it, but yeah. like the name that he made in Taipei. Yeah. Stupid. Just yeah. stupid. So we're, we're, yeah, we'll just not talk about that. And I mean, like, even even the other day, like, Crepo, like, yesterday or day before Crepo made some comments on Twitter that, that were pretty unprofessional of a person in his position. And, <clears throat> you know, like, Riot tries to, to do this and make it, like, a better thing and, like, teach these kids. Because, I mean, essentially that's what they are. I mean, these are 18, 19-year-old kids they're adults, but they're still kids. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, and I feel like they're trying, at least trying to, to teach them like some kind of life lessons to prepare them. Like, after. I think they're trying to teach them rather than showing them what they already know. Yeah. Like that's the, I think that's my issue that's is that Riot is assuming thing. that they need to teach them how to use social media when it's like, but you know, wild turtle is wild turtle and he yeah. like has his personality. So like, you don't really need to tell him what not to say because I'm pretty sure he can make those judgments himself. Mm -hmm. yeah. what, what he needs to know is that he, like his skills are valuable. Here's all the places that it yeah. connects to. Here's all the potential that you have from this space. Like, he, I think that they need adults just guiding them forward versus telling them what not to do now. Yeah. Because yeah. I understand that that impacts bo Riot's bottom line. You know, yeah. if Wild Turtle goes on and says something bad, you know, that hurts them. That hurts everybody. But if Wild Turtle is loved by everyone, then Riot makes money from that, right? Like, they benefit yeah. from that. But if they teach the kid, man, adult, Wild Turtle, how to use his skills that are better, how he's learned in League of Legends, you know, team, teamwork, leadership, uh, dedication, the ability to, you know, like, do something and say you're going to do it and then come through and be successful and win, you know, championships and all these other things and have the yeah. fortitude, like, the mental fortitude to go on stage and perform. Like, all of that is incredibly impressive. And I, I feel that a lot of times, a lot of, many esports athletes, esports personalities, or just anybody that plays video games doesn't necessarily understand just how valuable that is for them. Mm -hmm. Everything is a waste of time. Sorry if I just yelled. Everything is a waste of fucking time. Like, everything. But the the... You know, it depends on what you want to waste your time on. Like, all of us are specks of dust that are fucking meaningless. Like, the universe has existed for billions of years. So if you're playing a video game, you're already, like, if you're doing anything, you're probably wasting your fucking time. But if you feel that it's a good contribution to society and it's something that you want to do, then then do it and, and don't be hampered by thinking that it's a waste of time because it doesn't, it doesn't matter. It will lead to other things. Everything is interconnected. All things are impermanent. Buddhism. Chia. I just ranted. Anyway, <laughs> I like Ben, it. so if you were Riot Redbeard and you're now the commissioner of the LCS, okay. you hear that comment from Wild Turtle about how his, his, his time in League of Legends has not, you know, has not taught him anything. He could not translate any of it to the real world, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. What are you thinking? Like, seriously, as the commissioner of this thing, it's not like you have like MBA where like these guys are like you know working until their thirties and then they can go trans transition into so many other jobs because yeah. it's this this big thing that takes care of their own. Mm -hmm. You know the LCS doesn't have you know players union or like yeah. anything to insulate the players. So if you're Riot Redbeard, what do you do? I mean that's I mean that's hard to do. I mean because I mean, it's going to have to shake their infrastructure of what they already do as a company to take care of these players, like guide them, teach them skills that are not necessarily teach them skills, but teach them how to use their pre-existing skills. Like once their League of legends career is over, because unfortunately the lifespan of a pro is so short, mm -hmm. like the lifespan of a pro like gamer. How long has yellow star been playing? And he's been playing since the beginning. Yeah. It's season, been like what? Five, six one, years, right? five, six years. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's the longest career. Yeah. That's the longest career in esports. 
Yeah, I mean, that's that's crazy. Because, I mean, when you think about the NBA, they, these people play in the NBA for 10, 15 years. Like, some people play 20. I mean, how long has Kobe been playing? Since he was out of high school. So yeah, like 18. So 18 so, and he's almost 40 now? Yeah. So, like, over 20 years. And, like, you... I mean, it, 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 that's one of the ways that esports has to grow, unfortunately, that it's not already there. Like, it has to grow. It has to continue to go forward and be able to take care of these people that are playing this game that we love to watch and we love to support. Because without that, I mean, like, it's not going to garner, like, the talent that comes through because they're just going to see that and be like, oh, well... I mean, what's what's going to happen to me after I'm done? I'm wasting so much time. Like, I can't go to school and do this. Mm-hmm. Like, it's impossible. Yeah, I'm not going to have a college degree. Like, yeah, definitely not. I can't go to school and do this. And, I mean, it was one of those things that, like, <clears throat> I was reading an interview with Adrian, Adrian Ma, from uh, Team Immortals that he did with a Daily Dot about signing with Immortals and stuff like that, talking about, like, his signing bonus and everything like that. But, <laughs> like, he was he was saying, you know, right now – I'm going to play this game professionally because I'm good at it and the money's good and the team that I'm on is good. And he was like, I can go to school later. And I mean, to an extent, yes, but a lot of people are going to do this and they're going to play this game. And I mean, a lot of people say, Oh, I can always do school later. I can always do school later. And then they're never going to do school. You do know? you want to do school later? Yeah. It's like, I mean, when you, all your friends are gone. When you, have <laughs> taste, when you have tasted the sweet nectar of the gods of playing games professionally, living in a house fully paid for, getting paid $60,000 a year, like, just from your company, and then, or just from, like, the, the company that owns the game, and then your contract that you have with the team that you're on, the signing bonus you have from the team you're on, from the sponsors that you have while you're on the team, like... If now I you're had, an adult. <laughs> yeah, if I had all of that coming to me, just handed to me. Now, like, I say handed to me as, as an expression, I guess, because these people work very hard at what they do. For they, sure. they, they stream, they scrim, they play this game for close to, like, 14 hours a day, you know? So, I mean, they, they're, they're working hard at what they do. But, again, they're playing a video game. Now, given they take this to a new level, it's different from when I play League right, of it's Legends. Right, it's, it's just like saying, like, when you and I, if we, you and I are to start painting. Yeah. And it's like, well, you I'm know, not, I'm not Picasso. that guy gets to I'm paint for 14 Gogh. hours a day. It's like, yeah, but that's his fucking job, and that's what he's yeah. really good at. So exactly. it's like, I, and I get, I get it. I, I say, fucking just connect the dots here. Like, let the, it doesn't, it's not on Riot to give them money. It's not on Riot to start a player's no. union. This is not Riot's responsibility. What Riot can do is just say, hey, you play the shit out of our game, and you're really good at it. Do you want to learn how to kind of connect those skills to other areas in life? Like, here's here's what other pros have done and, and other jobs they've gotten. Here's things that you can look into. Like, almost like a career fair for pros. Like, yeah. something really simple where you have some companies come together. Like, you get, like, Newegg and Microsoft and Sony and, you know, Riot and, like, some other companies who are these big tech companies in video games. And, and have them, like, at least explain to and cater to these professional, like, esports athletes mm-hmm. because they're like they'd be better suited to these jobs than than most people that are getting hired out of college. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there's there's a lot of kids that are getting hired fresh out of college to like Intel. Mm-hmm. It's like that's great. That's awesome. Like I'm glad you're at Intel, but like this professional gamer who's been playing on stage and has all these other qualities might be a really good hire. Yeah. Um and I think that well, a lot of the, a lot of the professional gamers just don't know that people, they could do it. Like uh I mean the the way that gamers and, and the way that technology and everything is so in, intertwined with this generation that we belong to um 
like so many people or not people, but like so many companies are now hiring like social media, uh, like people to just run social media and they make mm -hmm. decent money doing that, you know, or like PR specialists is basically what they are. Like these people that go to school and get PR degrees, they're handling social media for these large companies. And I mean, when you see these pro professional gamers, like they're doing that anyway. Like they're always like shouting out like these, these huge brands, their sponsors and things like that. And people are buying that stuff mm -hmm. because that's what double lifts using. That's right. What, and and that's he told Faker me to use uses. it. And it's like, that's, he knows you know, how to do that for the rest of his life. Like he can do yeah, that. Forever. He can do that forever. And I mean, he does it. He's been doing it for years. And I, I would look at that if I owned a company that like needed someone in that position that was famous because I mean, let's 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 face it; these people are famous. I yeah, mean, internet that's, that's famous. That's what they are. They're internet famous. To you, you and, and I. You, yeah, and when you drive part like the majority of your business through internet ads and marketing, like that's a really big thing. That's a, that's a huge market yeah. to break into. Because I mean, when you look at Intel, and when you look at like Razer, and when you look at uh, like Logitech or SteelSeries. Uh, you know, all these big brands and stuff like that, they don't have TV ads like Intel does, but it's for like servers, you know, mm -hmm. like, like, but when they're or like, selling, just like a brand commercial where it's like, yeah, Intel like, Intel yeah, like it's, it's nothing like specific, but when you see internet ads and things like that, when you go to Newegg, uh, mm -hmm. when, when you go to Amazon, you know, Tiger Direct, any site, anything like this, any kind of online marketplace, you see these ads for specific items. And most of the time, what are they? They're gaming related. They're gaming related. They're going to be like headsets. They're going to be keyboards. They're going to be mice. Like it, it's things like that. And it's these people that are already using it. And Razer, Razer did it. I mean, like they had uh, like double this picture next to the. Yeah, I mean, well, they're sponsors of people. Yeah. I'm saying take so, it to the next level. You know, if they're a sponsor, that's fine. Hire, hire the fuckers yeah, after they're them. retired. Absolutely, because that's what they deserve. They 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 spend so long shouting out your equipment and things like that. And I know that like when people change teams, their sponsorships change. Like, if people will go from CLG, who's sponsored by Razer, and then they jump to TSM, who's sponsored by Logitech, like... Which sucks for them, because Logitech mice are awful. What? Their new <laughs> stuff's not that bad, but I, I still prefer the Razer mice. 2013 Razer mouse. I've got a bunch of other ones. I got, like, a... Look at yeah, this. I got a... I got a... Look at this, this Tartarus shit. Yeah. I got fucking Razer shit out the asshole. Yeah. But, <laughs> the same way. I mean, I'm using a, a Death... Uh, what is it? Black Widow... Death uh, no, Black Black Widow keyboard, and I've got so them, hire them. Gonna, yeah, hire them absolutely because they're doing your fucking job for you to begin with. Give yep. them money. Don't just so give them these. If we're gonna hire these artists, right? What like I want to round? I want to round. Come back around. We've got like 15 minutes or so. Yeah. Uh, and I want to go back through very quickly and recap. Why do we watch esports? We watch esports because. It's not about the Skrilla, not about the demographic, not about the popularity, not about the women, not about the bullshit statistics. I don't care how many people are watching it. Never have, never will. The thing that I give a shit about is the feeling that I have when something incredible happens. Yes. The, the, the prickles on the back of my neck, the excitement, the, the ability to recognize when it's happening and to kind of let it play out in my mind and then actually watch the thing happen, right? Like the get, watching the quadrupedal from, from, from Phoenix is a good example you can see it happening in front of you before it even happens, right? Like, especially if you're watching the game, it's like, oh my, no, he's not, he's going yeah. to, he's going, oh it's, my, he's, oh, he did it, he did it! Yeah. So, the, I mean, those those moments are the moments that I am I am here for. Yeah. I exist in esports for those. And Ben, you agree, right? Absolutely, 100%. Um, there's a ton of variables that need to play out perfectly. Um, we, 
have, I think both Ben and I have a taste and appetite for these types of, of special moments. And, you know, Thorne alludes to this in this video, you know, once you develop this addiction, it's impossible to get rid of that. Like once you've, once you've experienced it once and you've seen the incredible thing happen one time, you will forever seek it out. And I mean, effectively it can ruin your life. Um, and I haven't let that happen. I don't think you have either, Ben, but um, you know, know no. that, that esports allows for us to have this this kind of dance with reality, where we see the the real world melding with the kind of this this digital space that everyone knows is 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 make believe. But when when you see somebody of of you know doublest caliber or or faker's caliber playing League of Legends, and they're interacting with the game in a way that almost makes it seem unreal, yeah. Like for a moment, we get to escape reality and live in that yeah. space. And, and be in that perfect world. And there really isn't much else like that in the world for me. Like I, I, I used to get that with sports sometimes. I used to have that with um, like maybe movies and this kind of thing. But I've never, ever, ever had an emotional reaction like I do to esports. And I don't think I ever will. Like I, I really don't believe that there's any other type of, of, of entertainment medium that will allow for me to feel this type of connection yeah. and inspiration and just like absolute love for what the players are doing, whether they're winning or losing, right? Like that's, I, I think that's the most important part is watching someone try and, and put their soul out there and perform in front of people and, 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 and do their fucking best is a beautiful thing to watch. Like that's, I mean, I think candidly, I believe there's a parallel there with like even watching Mark's nutshell news videos and like watching, you know, like in his comment about nutshell news nine, he was talking about, you know, well, this is a performance for me, like watching somebody perform and put their heart out there and, like not be a af- not a af- not afraid to to like let put it all on the line is something that for, for as a human I wish I could yeah it is because I I want to do that all I want to do that as often as I can as well and and I see all of the opportunity in being authentic and genuine and 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 really fucking just putting it all out there and it being your art and 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 letting it speak for you versus trying to speak for yourself mm-hmm. so I mean to that point. I, I cannot wait for you know the future episodes of the show where we're able to deep dive into other topics. You know, today we probably talked a little bit about ourselves and and why we watch esports and and maybe try to set the stage for other topics that we're going to dig into. Uh, ben and I both have oodles and oodles of 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 deep dives that we want to take, um, and we have some guests already lined up for the show uh, that that are going to come on in and, and visit and give us their take on on some different really really interesting areas of esports. So uh, you know, stick with us. This is the first episode of the eSports Review. Um, for those of you that you would want to know, you know, Review is spelled R-E-V-U-E. It's a French word. It's like kind of like a sketch show, I guess you could say. So Ben and I are going to try to do more sketches and funny things and, and kind of off-the-cuff humor and, and really try to make it all about one topic every week so that you can come to a podcast um, or this live show or wherever and, and hear about one thing. Uh, and, and we're going to try to kind of really disseminate into that that one thing. We're going to have videos and resources for you. If you go on our website, you can see there's an article for episode one there that has the video from Thorne that we've been discussing with some quotes and pictures. And uh, at the end of it, there's the video of him ripping into Shaq, which is not to be missed. Um, so anyway, this is, uh, you know, eSports Review or the eSports Review. Um, and, you know, really, Ben, thank you for producing it. M- many people don't know just how hard that is. You're welcome. It's a, little, it's a little different. I haven't done this in a while. Uh, we usually have Mark on with us, and uh, Mark does a fantastic job, and it's, it's a thankless job. And uh, I'm going to thank him now for it because uh, doing this today uh, has made me realize that it's a lot harder than I remember. 
Uh, so, Mark, thank you for doing that through uh, 40 shows that we went through. I appreciate that greatly. Uh, I'm sure Patrick does as well. Uh, so hopefully next week it'll be a little more refined. We're gonna, Of course. Well, we're always trying to refine. We're going to maybe try to do some animation in the beginning and the end. Yeah. We're going to, of course, have our, our outro clip with our music to, to accompany you. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, next next week we'll have a new fresh topic with, with a whole kind of slew of, of resources. And, you know, we're really going to think of the show as a curation of esports where, where we pull one topic and we, and we try to find as much as we can about that thing so that, you know, you can listen to an hour-long show and, and get some information and, and walk away from this podcast uh, Feeling a little a little more knowledgeable about esports, maybe go come come chat with us at, at esports maybe uh, on on Twitter or esportsmaybe.com or you know there's the youtube.com slash esports maybe you know there's all these places that you can go to see our content uh, and more of, of, of myself or of Ben or you know of of, of our beautiful muse Mark. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I really believe there's 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 something out there for everybody when it comes to esports maybe. Uh, and you know, well, Ladies and gentlemen, this has been episode number one of the Esports Review. Uh, this week we talked about why we watch esports. Um, that right there is, is, is Ben. He has the best beard in the business, Sizemore. And I'm yeah. Patrick Ryan. Uh, follow, follow Ben at JSFA underscore Manimal. JSFA underscore M-A-N-I-M-A-L. And I am at Patch Ryan, P-A-T-C-H-R-Y-A-N. You can feel free to follow us if you wish. Um, we have no personal investment in that as long as you come back next week and listen to us again. Uh, anyway, have a a great week. This has been the Esports Review, Episode 1. And we are out!